0: Hello, welcome to Wives of Weirdo's Fathomless, the DD podcast set in the world of Pialor. I'm your Dungeon Master Darby, and joining me as always are Eddie playing Tibble, Mitch playing Nerys, Joe, playing Alton, Jake playing the Fishman, and Laura playing Rue. Let's jump into it. last left off the senior officers of the Polaris prepared themselves for their journey into the temple by meeting with and discussing the parameters and location of the temple and their mission with the priests of Shognesh in the underwater city of Asildar where they were told the story of how the priests of the temple had been forced out by the Suhugan War Band, who now call it home all that the crew were being paid for was to retrieve an object of religious and cultural importance to them after the senior officers gathered supplies around town the crew used a water breathing spell amongst them all including as was ne- neglected in the description ham is included in so as you swim down, uh it is worth noting. Uh who does not have dark vision?
1: Rue and Neras.
0: Rue and Neras. So Rue and Neras without some form of lighting, as you get deeper and deeper, are going to start to struggle with being able to see.
1: Rue. still has like that level of like glowing which will probably be picked up a lot more by the um like the water around them as it starts to get darker for everyone but like it doesn't extend that far like and they just start to just look a little bit more listless and just just entwine their little like long fingers around like the hard sort of um shark fin that ham has
2: um i'll just note that while chibble does have a swim speed he actually would be hanging back a little bit to make sure that the crew are all together. He also has his um, sword which glows a 15-foot radius of light out from him. So it means that even if he's further than that from you, you'll be able to find him and see him as long as he's not obscured by something else. But while you're within that light sphere, you'll be able to see all right
3: nice i will just mention just like visually and everything alton like would have like tentatively tried to like approach tucker initially that the, the seahorse the sea stallion and try to be like a, you're right to uh, carry me along and i rolled a dirty 20 for animal handling oh. so i'm guessing that the seahorse is very welcoming to having alton like kind of gently try to like hold on to its back and they're kind of moving in sync down through the depths
0: Yeah, I think I think for a 24 I'll allow that <laughs> So, even with the dim light from uh, Tibble's blade it's a bit hard if you don't have dark vision to see too far in front but those of you with dark vision would be able to see start to see the uh, the temple in view ahead of you to begin with uh, can i get everyone to roll me a perception check those of you without dark vision will need to do so at disadvantage
3: i didn't have disadvantage but alton rolled a 10.
4: she rolled a dirty 20.
1: also a dirty 20. so ru got like a 9 but <laughs> ham got a dirty 20. <laughs> but let's have plus seven to perception. Also, Ham has dark vision yeah. to 60 feet.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, so Neres is very focused with um, his ability of essentially swimming with the aid of magic. He's using water to kind of push himself forward through water. Uh, so he's not really looking at anything, which is why he got a seven.
0: So, Tibble, the fishman, and technically ham uh i don't know if ham would necessarily pick up on the significance of this uh, but he would definitely see it but fishman and tibble you would notice that there is a small patrol of sahagan just outside of the temple that is coming into view
4: ham has does ham have sense as well they do <laughs> so they probably
1: like feel like the water a little bit i guess <laughs> ham also has a passive perception of 17 i think ham actually should be the, the player character because <laughs> it's <laughs> that like insane. an adjusted bullet that dubbies also make his hand a little bullet yes. so it's not too broken just to let uh, listeners yeah. know <laughs> a
0: bit more in line with uh what you might expect out of a player character's companion at uh, yeah fifth sixth level Uh, Tibble would have sort of motioned for everyone to
2: come to a halt Uh, Darby I have a couple of rapid fire questions to hit you with The first one is Is this temple on like the ocean floor? It is Okay and would there be like corals and rocks and stuff Or is it like a flat
0: ocean? Uh, It seems to be mostly a flat plain um, area of the ocean here Um there are, yeah, like there's there's areas of rock and coral like kind of leading up to the temple. You're not sure whether the flatness of it is natural necessarily or whether it was cleared um, of any major structures when the temple was made. But the temple is on flat ground.
2: Third question, can we speak underwater?
0: If we can breathe underwater. <laughs> uh, I would say... Yes, because, like, you have the capability to breathe underwater breathe underwater so you can speak you might have difficulty with hearing over long distances so the the distance the sound can travel will yeah. be shorter so you might have to be louder to communicate over a closer range than you would usually have to be louder for. Very
2: quickly is there a rock or corals nearby that are big enough for us to kind of duck behind out of sight um, including with a bullet or will the bullet blend in at the very least a little bit and look like
0: a rock? I'm gonna let you roll we'll call it a stealth check to, to kind of Gage if there's anywhere that's gonna be a... Feasible. That's a 17. Okay. There's not really anywhere that you're all gonna be able to hide together, but there's a couple of little formations where you could probably split into Two groups, um, maybe three, depending on how well you can hide the bullet. So Tibble is going to kind of motion and direct
2: everyone down a little bit, uh, just to be partially covered by whatever form of closest rockiness or cover they can find is. That brings me to my final question, which is
0: what specifically does this temple look like the main structure itself seems to be most mostly angular though you see there are two round towers protruding from the back of it one of them taller than the other looking out of it or into it depending on your perspective the doors to enter seem to be a double door about 10 feet wide the base structure seems to be fairly simple in construction. Well built. Walls are stone, polished, smooth, presumably by countless years of exposure to the water. Um, You can just catch some little bits of light glinting off um, what seem to be inlays of tentacle-like depictions inlaid into the into the walls and in particular wrapping around the towers at the back of the temple but other than that it's not a particularly remarkable temple out like from the outside
2: so chibble once he sort of directed everyone down um, I think he probably, when uh, he spotted the patrols, he probably looked across to Fishman and they probably got an acknowledgement of the fact that they could both see that uh, patrol. So he kind of gets everyone in a bit of a game circle, I guess. <laughs> it, it looks like there is a patrol on the exterior of the uh, that temple there. I think we should... Maybe play it safe and um, see if we can time this well between patrols.
3: So what's our uh, game plan? Are we going, uh, does anyone have like any disguise or invisibility magic or are we
2: going the distraction route? I don't know whether with the bullet and with the uh, seahorse friend here, whether subtlety is going to be our best We could go in in groups of two as they make their rounds around, but we don't necessarily know what would be waiting past the entrance.
5: Should we take some time to observe their patterns and if they have any? Eh? If we feel we can spare that time,
2: shall we um, set up our proverbial camp here then? And have a little game of watch the Sahugans? Just a suggestion,
4: Captain. I believe that Ham would somewhat look like a rock from distance. I if he can that. stay still, perhaps we can hide behind him. This
1: is possible. I have not given him a polish in some time. <laughs> well, the longer you're doing a
3: stakeout, it's the longer they have to uh, do the same to you, really. So having a good bit of cover will be quite helpful.
4: I think it's a good idea. Learn patterns, learn routines, see if we can find any more information.
2: Um, kind of swims up a little, leans on top of the bullet and like, pulls out his, uh, hand telescope and starts watching. And he's like, come on then, if it's a stakeout.
1: How exciting. I've never been on a stakeout before. I will also very quickly mention. To answer an earlier question, I do not have any sort of disguise magic. I can move through walls, and I can find things sometimes if I am familiar with them, and I can cure disease and heal the sick, but I am not very good at becoming invisible.
2: I'm sorry lad, did you say you can move through walls?
1: Yes. Can you not?
2: Tibble kind of. He directs his telescope towards the temple. Can he see through any window or is like one of the doors open or anything like that? Um,
0: the door is not open. You can see there is a window up in the tower. From your vantage point you can't see if there are any additional windows on like the sides of the temple. Um, you do see though that like you can tell that the door isn't in the best condition. Looking at it through the spyglass now.
2: Chibble, um, he swims down from where he kind of perched himself on the rock, um, pulls his star seer Cutlass off, stabs it into the ground. So just behind this sort of rock, there's this little orb of light for you guys. And he passes his uh, spyglass over to the fishman, And he's like, I'll be back shortly. Keep an eye on the patrols. And before anything else happens, he starts burrowing directly down (laughs) about 10 to 15 feet. Burrow across the distance to the temple until either he runs into a wall of a basement because it is actually walled off or until he gets to a certain point where he can test to see if the floor is just sand if they built on just sand.
0: So, we'll get back to that in a moment. So, uh, can I get everyone other than Tibble to roll me a stealth check to see how well they're hiding? Um, And on top of that, can I get Fishman to roll me a perception check to keep an eye on the patrol?
5: So Nerus is not great at hiding. But he is very good at getting into people's minds and just sort of just poking a little bit to get people slightly disoriented um he tries to hide himself realizes that it's not going to work so tries to give himself a little bit of extra skills so tries to borrow a little bit of stealth knowledge uh and casts Really sorry about this. Silvery Barbs on the Perception check from Fishman. Give himself (laughs) advantage on the stealth check and he gets a 17.
4: Um, so the roll for Fishman for
0: Perception was 14. He has to re-roll that that and use the lower roll. Okay, Rue, your stealth.
1: Uh, so, Bruce was 15, Hams was 19. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, as stated, it's like, it just looks like a rock. <laughs> Your stealth check, Fishman? 13. 13. Uh, and Alton.
3: Um, at disadvantage, Alton got a 24, so I think he's just, he'd just be, like, um, getting sand from below and, like, Mm. putting it over his, like, armor and, like, hair and stuff to make it less visible.
0: Meanwhile, Fishman, your perception check. Only two lower,
4: so that's okay, so that's a dirty 20.
0: Dirty 20, okay. Yeah, so you see, um, you see the patrol going past. Yeah, you notice that they're not exceedingly alert. You can tell that they're not anticipating anything out of the ordinary. Um, it's uh, standard patrols, standard drills, business as usual. You would note that they do for a moment disappear to go out off to the other side of the temple, but it's Probably only for about 15 seconds or so, and then they're back. And those windows you mentioned earlier, were they high up? There is one window you can see high up, about 30 feet up. Meanwhile, Tibble, uh, roll me. Uh, I think survival is probably the most appropriate thing here for kind of navigating under this surface and making sure you don't get lost.
2: Oh, look, that could be worse. That's a 14. A 14. Could be well worse. Okay.
0: You'll take one point of bludgeoning damage as you hit your head onto what appears to be a basement level, probably about 30 feet ahead of where you anticipate the front of the above ground structure would be. Ah. Great
2: so he steps back a little bit, and he inspects the wall. What does the wall look like it's made out of?
0: Again, it appears to be made from stone. This stone down here is probably a bit more roughly hewn. Okay, Tibble's going to dig
2: down a bit to see how
0: deep this Stone goes. Okay. Following it down, you probably gauge that the basement section is probably about 20 feet below the seabed. You're getting into kind of terrain that's harder to burrow through at that point anyway. Okay. Uh, Tibble
2: makes his way back
5: to the group. While the captain is, uh just, like, digging around underneath the water. Nerus is going to, um, look around, kind of, like, a little bit pleased with himself that he's able to disguise himself as a seafloor, um, but also a little bit disgruntled at the fact that he had to do it at his friend's expense. Uh, and he looks around to see if anyone is sort of looking at him, uh, and notice that essentially Alton is missing, and then anyone who's watching, just cogs start to turn in Nerys's head and he just whispers, I might have another idea. So Neris is looking at um, everyone and particularly the void where Alton was. Um,
3: it's just like a little, you think it's a clump of kelp. <laughs>
5: uh, Neris looks at this kelp, you are, Incredibly quiet and sneaky.
3: Oh yes, I I certainly can be.
5: There are some of us who are not as uh, sneaky. Uh, For one, I have never um, been one to sneak around in shadows. Um, uh, No offense, but Rue, you are quite large.
1: Uh, yes.
5: Potentially, instead of all of us going in to start with, we send a small exploratory team, with a much higher success rate.
3: That is a good plan, I do, I mean, I have broken into my share of buildings in the past, and it's not really a good idea to just send a whole mass of people in.
5: Do we have any issue with, um, perhaps yourself, Alton, uh, going in with maybe one other individual?
3: Yes, I'd be happy to do that, and a person to be back up would be nice.
5: Who do you believe would best complement your skills then?
3: Perhaps Fishman. I think you've got the fighting skills, so you are you very sneaky.
4: Somewhat, yes. I believe I could be of assistance. And don't forget about Tucker. He's still here. As I'm assuming Tucker comes out of the seaweed that you want. Kind of gives Tucker's like a nose a stroke, like someone in a horse girl movie. Um,
3: yes, that's true. I, I do feel like we probably have to leave Tucker here. He's a little bit noticeable. Not that that's an issue, Tucker.
5: If this is something that we are considering, perhaps we wait uh, a couple more minutes to see if the captain resurfaces.
3: Yes, I'd have to give the
2: go-ahead. Right, go-ahead
3: for
5: what?
2: Exactly. And you guys would see, like, just a little head pop up. Your little head
4: pops up, and then a giant eye peeks down at it as Fishman looks down with the
2: telescope. <laughs> Dibble, you've gotten taller. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, well, the floors are made of stone.
5: You did not notice it as you are already underground. Uh... <clears throat> But the Polaris medic, Elton, is incredibly skilled at uh, going unseen. I propose yes. that Elton sneaks in whilst the patrol is preoccupied with an image that I will create of in the distance. And Elton will sneak in with another member of our group who will be... Much harder to detect, also, due to magic remains.
2: Aye. What sort of thing were you thinking of conjuring a distraction with?
5: A small disturbance in the water, something to seem like. There is either a group of fish that are fighting, or a potential incursion But when they go over there will be nothing there.
4: Can Fishman please use the telescope to look at
0: the window? Does it have a hinge? It looks like the window would be openable, yes. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to see a lock? Um, Some form of um, that would probably... handle on the inside? Roll me a perception check. And I believe that's 23. 23. You can just barely make out what seems to be a latch on the inside of it.
4: Perhaps we don't need to distract them. Perhaps, and let me propose this, we swim up and then down. We've been watching the, the patrols and they don't seem to leave the seafloor level. Perhaps if we came from above the temple, I can get inside of the window without breaking it and causing a noise. I can let Alton in who can then scope out the place. If worse comes to worse, I can also give us a means of escape, albeit a temporary one. I believe that is the best I can do. That is a good strategy, I think. So here's what I propose. We'll try stealth first, enter through the window. If there is any sign of conflict, struggle, then perhaps one of those other plans can go into effect
2: immediately. (laughs) Uh, Neris, this illusion magic of yours, is it auditory as well?
5: It is not illusion magic, I can, and uh, nerus will use a cantrip of shape water on a tiny little bit of water in front of him. He will uh, turn it from clear to opaque, he will turn it uh, to look like it's muddy, he will turn it to make it look like it's writhing, he will freeze it, he will unfreeze it. So are we ready to go, Bushman Alton?
3: Right.
4: Absolutely, one quick question um as he uses shape water in front of him, um he's going to use two instances to like cover his entire height um and he's going to make it opaque if he can. Um, does this obstruct my vision at all? Does it make it harder for harder to see me?
5: It makes it seem like the water is opaque.
0: Perhaps that's another card up our sleeve You, you might um, if you're trying to make it opaque enough to help with stealth um, any perception might be at a disadvantage but that would be the trade-off for having your stealth at advantage
3: I think during this Alton has been uh, taking off his scale nail armor Please don't let him eat this would appreciate it back. M is a very good boy. Turn out to the uh the budgeting for our kitchen utensils.
4: Could I quickly cast
2: Detect Magic?
5: Neris is also um ritually casting Detect Magic as well. Okay. Just in case we're in different areas.
2: Does anyone have locate object? That that might that might be an idea as well,
5: maybe. <laughs> is on an object that we are familiar with, so yes.
0: Yes. It has been described to us in detail. That would not be enough to be considered familiar to you. However, there is the option to locate the nearest object of a particular kind. Depending I can on... point
1: in the general direction, but I'm not sure how accurate it would be. But as it has been pointed out, I am very large my involvement would probably be better externally
4: if you could point us in the direction knowing if it is up or down would be handy
1: i could certainly do that or at least try we will cast the locate object i guess that's fine
0: or good (laughs) all right so what kind of objects are you trying to hone in on
1: Oh well Mantle I guess that's more accurate right. like, like anyone could have a clasp on
0: Yeah So you sense the direction to the object's location as long as that object is within 1000 feet of you it's And currently... Previously
1: Roo has like pointed their hand like a needle compass yes.
0: Towards when he's used his spell And so, yeah. he is pointing directly at the tower Not necessarily directly at the window but directly at the tower where you can see the window. Uh, Rue, you also know that it is not in motion currently.
1: I can make no promises. So Rue communicates that with like Fishman, Alton, and Tibble, and everyone else.
4: As Fishman finally casts Detect Magic, he will also go up to Tucker and um, kind of just put a hand on him as he dissipates into bubbles. Just a heads up there is no more Tucker.
3: Alton looks sad
4: briefly. Tucker will return. Ready when you are, Neris.
5: I do have one question. Your method of entry into this window?
4: It is Misty Step.
5: Perfect. Well, then this will not affect you in any slightest. Um, Do you remember when uh, you were younger? Uh, No. Then, okay. I'm sorry. No, that is fine. Sometimes when you are young, you are smaller and you are able to hide behind or in things a little bit easier, and then when you grow up and you get larger, you, it is more difficult to hide behind things. What I am suggesting is you become smaller, not younger, but smaller, and Elton can hide you.
3: You definitely get taller when you
5: grow. I think it's a great idea. Perfect. Uh, <clears throat> I would like to say this won't hurt a bit, but I've never cast it on myself, so I don't know. And Neris will cast Reduce on Fishman.
0: Um, yeah, so Fishman is reduced.
5: You are little and tiny and cute. Fishboy.
2: Is Fishman still bigger than Tibble? I need to know for science. (laughs) Yes,
0: Yes. (laughs) he is half, he is half his height, so he is still like three times taller than Tibble. And then some. It's not even that much smaller, really. Size is halved in all dimensions. Weight is reduced to one eighth of normal. You are currently considered a small creature. You have disadvantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Your weapons also shrink to match your new size.
2: Uh, No unnecessary risks. Captain's order, please. Of course, Captain.
3: Of course.
2: Good luck, you two. Do we need, perhaps, a signal, or something? There Um, are two ways I can alert you if something
4: goes wrong. One you'll have to see, and one is a chance that it finds you. If you see Tucker, it is a bad thing. However, if perhaps you see a fog of cloud, that is also a bad sign. Tucker can come find you.
2: The cloud cannot. Lad, can I get you to lean down here a second? Yes. And he um, reaches out a paw. He's like, can I have your hand? Okay. And um, you see he pulls off one of his rings. And on you, it fits like maybe on the end of your pinky. This'll help. But I do want it back
0: uh what exactly does it do it's not just moral support i will note as a magic item as it ends up on the tip of the pinky it widens itself slowly to like just descend down the finger it's how i swim so well
2: underwater um elton now has a swim speed of 40 feet
3: oh damn i feel like upon like the ring going on his finger he would suddenly feel a bit, slightly more energetic like not in any like hugely significant way but he'd feel somewhat more capable which would really like throw him for a loop and just like oh goodness thank you i will definitely not lose this this must have cost a fortune
2: it was a gift from Kara. i'm sure she would be more than fine with me loaning it out to Right. Don't go getting that hand chopped off now, would ya?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to. Right?
0: Right. Good luck, you two. So, as the stealth team swims up towards the tower, which Rue was able to detect a mantle in through Locate Object, can I get Alton and the Fishman to roll me stealth checks, please?
2: Were you guys also doing the shape water thing? Uh,
4: I was going to do it because I was a faster swimmer than Alton and it uses somatics. So using somatics and swimming at the same time might be a bit weird. So I was imagining like half speed or something, but I don't think that's necessary.
3: Alton got a
0: 19 for stuff, 16 for Fishman. 16. Okay. Can I also get stealth checks from the distraction crew to make sure that they're hiding?
2: It was a flat roll of 17, so it's a dirty 20 from okay. Tibble. Do you want me to also get a perception roll going yes, for
0: him to watch you're, them? Yes, you're watching yeah. out. You? Neris.
5: Neris is invisible, but without magic. Oh my Not gosh.
1: Here. is a 15. Oh. Okay. And Ham is an 18.
0: Okay. Yeah, good, good stealthing all around. And Tibble rolled
2: an 18 for his perception.
0: So, Fishman and Alton, you reach the window. If Fishman could, can he conceal
4: the candle and stealthily look into the window?
0: Uh, he can. Roll me a perception check as you look into the window. (laughs) Hang
4: on, let me just mark this off.
0: eh,
4: eh. Uh, That's a natural one, so a nine. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, it's it's dark in there. It is hard to make anything out, even with your dark vision. He's going to gesture for Alton to take a go. Okay.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
3: That's also a
4: natural
0: one. Okay. Um... Yeah, you... Oh, no.
4: Okay, you know what, yeah. you know what, yeah. no, we're we're forcing this. I don't care if it's at disadvantage. Um, he's gonna wait a bit because we've just peeked into the window a couple of times. He's going to wait a bit, let's go 30 seconds, and then he'll try another peek. Okay, I... Okay. Uh, <clears throat> 18.
0: The room you're looking into seems to be almost set up like a, a bedroom. Um, you notice there are occasional glints of metals within the room
4: um Um, he does have detect magic up as well
0: so there is some sort of magical aura um that has elements of various different schools glowing within the room and it does seem to be vaguely mantle shaped
4: Go for it. So he's going to give the thumbs up to Alton. Just
3: have a look around and then nod. Um, mm-hmm. All ready to go. I think I will also note um, since you got to take magic up. I think to did that in the past, and I mentioned that Alton has magical energy very faint around his like torso and abdomen. I think um, so. You would see that. And I, I don't. I didn't mention what school of magic it was last time. Um, it's mostly abjur- abjuration and a little bit of transmutation.
4: He will note that, but it doesn't phase him at
0: the moment. He will use Misty Step to get inside of the room. So you Misty Step into the room, put oh. your uh once yep. your candle is extinguished.
4: Um, and then his first action will be to unlock
0: that window or unlatch it. Okay, so you unlatch the window, open it up. Now that you're in here, you're able to see... It's still not the clearest, um, you're definitely not seeing in colour because it is quite dark. Um, but, and Alton, you would see this too, as I assume you come through the now open window. The room is well furnished, though most of the wooden furniture in the room, like, most of the furniture in here is wooden and seems to have worn away, away somewhat by rot, Um, though it has been reinforced with gold and mithril to prevent it from breaking entirely. You also both see there is a bed with two figures sound asleep in it. One of them uh, a little bit bigger than the uh, Sehulgan who boarded your ship.
3: So awesome. just put his fingers to his lips, and then just like indicate to Just gonna try to like swim.
4: Yeah, well, actually, anything. if Fishman can, he would like to see if like he can just scope out some easy spots to hide under furniture mm-hmm. um, as he goes ahead as well. Because if there's any, if there's any hustle and bustle, he's going under a piece of furniture because he's small now.
0: You gauge there might be some feasible hiding spaces as long as you are still tiny. It might be a little harder if you if the spell is dropped. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's concentration. It's concentration um, and it only lasts a minute.
4: Okay, well, in that case, he knows exactly where the mantle is. Mm. Um, he's going to go to that stealthily that's plus three so that is 14.
0: 14 okay um let me see let's let's roll perception checks for both of them at disadvantage because they are asleep okay um you notice the larger figure starts to stir a little
4: Fishman's gonna go back to one of those spots he scoped.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Roll me. Roll me another stealth check. What are you doing, Alton, in that moment?
3: Yeah, I think Alton would probably also try to like hide behind the furniture. Or at least just get down at eye okay. level.
0: Okay. The two of you roll me stealth checks. Alton, do yours at disadvantage, please. Plus uh,
3: sixteen.
0: Sixteen. Hey, Fishman.
4: Thirty twenty. Thirty twenty. All right. He's more stealthy when panicking. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, All right, so uh, re roll for active, and the two of you see the figure um, as best you can from your hiding spots. Groggily look around and then settle back into sleep.
1: so we're going to wait for
0: a bit. Altima's going to wait for a bit yeah. to make um, sure. Well, if
4: Fishman will probably be counting down then, because he'd yeah. be familiar with magic. So mm. he would probably get out of his hiding space as well if mm. he knows he's about to get bigger.
2: <clears throat>
4: mm. um, and then he will point at where he sees the mantle. And also he will start casting the hell out of shape water. And then you just see him like waving hands and then kind of your vision, I guess, to the um, the two figures in the bed does get a little obscured as well because he's shaping water around you and around himself.
3: That shows a little of the sensation, but um, it's going to carefully reach out his hand and start slowly turning um, the handle on the, the cupboard. Okay. Testing to see if it's a locked
0: door. And it clicks. And slowly open nothing happens. And you see right in front of you, as described, a mantle with a clasp resembling a pentacle style compass
3: please but somewhat surprised that things are going this well um alton's gonna slowly reach out to it to take the mantle okay
0: okay yeah, you grab it uh <laughs> it's at this stage that uh Fishman resumes his regular size
3: all right i'm gonna grab the mantle tied in my hand not letting go of that, and then just indicate like the window, like, yep, we're good, let's get out.
0: Okay. So, as Alton and the Fishman exit the window, I'm gonna need a stealth check from Alton and Fishman, and perception check from Tibble and Neris. Natural 20. <laughs> nice. Oh, 14. 14. Right. 30 20. 30, 20. Uh, 11. So 11. Okay. As you are leaving, Fishman, you manage to get through the window fine. Alton, you just slip the tiniest bit uh hitting hitting the window in just a way that it makes a light uh, thudding sound. And you hear behind you um a similar groggy. Uh, From the, uh, the large Suhugan.
4: Would Fishman have noticed them rustling about?
0: You would have heard, yeah, a bit of a groggy... (laughs)
4: Um, he's going to use shape water to freeze the window, which is also silent. He doesn't want to risk closing the window. Okay. Um, he's going to definitely mention that to Alton, Um, Mm. and then we would probably
0: hightail it. Okay. So, yeah, Tibble, you see through, through your spyglass, Alton um, and Fishman hightailing it back to you. Um,
4: Fishman will quickly just say, there were two Suhoogans in the room. I believe one of them awoke once we left
0: out the window. We should go.
3: always the window frame.
0: I think, all things considered, like you're, you've got enough of a head start they're on enough of a back foot with it. You... It takes a while because of the slower members of your group, but you make it back to the ship without any real incident.
3: We successfully did a stealth we mission. We succeeded. <laughs> what?
2: What? <laughs> um, pretty much...
3: d
1: d never. <laughs>
2: Pretty much as soon as, uh, everyone is on deck, Tibble um, starts calling orders to the crew, um, for a swift exit.
3: also oh, so pretty, um, quickly upon returning, uh, to the ship, um, Alshon would, um, hand the ring and the cloak, uh, the mantle over to Tibble. Here you are, boss, uh, your ring and you can look after this one.
2: You did an excellent job. Um, there would be time for... Congratulations and celebrations later, but um, great job, everyone.
1: Yes, I'm genuinely impressed.
4: Um, I would be careful with that cloak, that mantle. It has magical properties, and I'm not quite sure what they are. Perhaps if someone has identify, it would be handy to know what we have.
1: Everyone would be looking very bedraggled currently as well, except for Fishman, who will be pristinely dry, I imagine, by this point. <laughs>
5: um, Neris is also in varying degrees of dry, as he's, like, pulling sections of water off of himself, actively making his way up to the to the rear of the ship, the the big quarterdeck behind the helm. Um, and says... I have the magical capabilities to identify this item but perhaps we should focus on getting out of these waters as soon as we can and looks over the edge of the ship and is getting ready to cast a spell if he sees anything moving underneath the water as we're moving along.
0: Okay. Um, you managed to make your way to Asildar without incident. It's getting to quite a late hour at this point um
1: because right, it's still night time isn't yeah, it yeah
0: that's that's <laughs> how dark. that's how you manage to work out so well because uh let me tell you any other time of day uh might not have been so easy I understand the
2: hour is late but would a small crew like to come with me to well deliver the uh the goods. Do we still have breathe water? Yes. Because mm. it lasts for 24 yes, 20 hours. hours. Oh, yeah. perfect. 24. Yeah. Rue, perhaps, yourself and I, unless Narasi wanted to, um, study it further before we return it.
1: I should probably report at some point I'm pretty sure I've spoken to Shobnesh this morning. But I didn't want to bring it up while we were stealthing.
2: I... Shognesh. Interesting conversation, was it?
1: Not really, he only spoke one word, which was find.
2: Find what, I wonder?
1: What indeed?
5: Neris Is going to begin ritually casting Investigator.
0: Uh, Identify I take it you mean? That one. Yes. The mantle, what you can get out of it is that it grants the wearer, uh, resistance to cold damage, advantage on saving throws against spells, and the ability to summon a tentacle whip of sorts. Um, There are also additional properties to it that you can tell are there, but can't quite be accessed or divined through a typical identification spell.
5: Perfect. Well, Nerus will contemplate that and take uh, little notes of his findings, and then he will return to the crew and mention everything. They'll say it's an artifact of not a small amount of power. It does not appear to be dangerous, but the magic that Maris was using does have limitations, so...
2: Well, if it doesn't appear to be dangerous, uh... Ru and I will return shortly. Um, the rest of you may take your leave and your rest, um, and report to your duties when you're capable. All right.
1: we'll just jumping in, I guess.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> um, um, in their absence, can Fishman approach um, Neris and ask for the Scroll of Water Breathing back? I, bl- I,
3: I think Alton would probably just like have retired to his room. It's been quite the fatiguing day, even though nothing went too bad. So he'd just be <laughs> resting, essentially.
0: All right. And Neris. Uh, would,
5: on handing the scroll to Fishman, just look at the two of them and say, the two of you performed very well today. I'm sure your captain is incredibly pleased, as he mentioned. Well done. And he will make his way to the uh, rear of the ship again and just... Try and identify as much of what's happening as possible, um, potentially even, like, through the orb that he has in his lap as he's sitting cross-legged, just trying to determine if- to mean, not if, but when the ship is going to be attacked.
0: Okay. Meanwhile, descending down into Asildar, uh, Tibble and Rue, uh, it's probably not too long before you make your way down to the underwater city. And we find the uh the Esseldar <coughs> temple, and I take it knock upon the door yes, yes um, and you are greeted by acolyte Alder, who seems a little little tired at this hour he says oh you, you've returned already
2: I apologies on the late hour um we thought it'd be best to well.
0: Come post haste, I guess, given circumstances.
1: It circumstance. is important to you.
0: Of course, um, I'll, I'll get Father Volvis, and they quickly go in, and it's not long before. Father Volvis, do you have the mantle? Maybe come in? Uh, of course, of course. Tibble kind of walks in with
2: Ruinto, I'm assuming. <laughs>
1: Yes, the error follows. Again, just more so being quite distracted by the different iconography.
2: Right. Well, um, Tibble kind of reaches into, I guess he probably put on a pack or something to Mm. swim down to have it in so it's not just swamping him in materials. But he opens up his pack and he passes up the mantle and he's like, is this some. I mean, it has the clasp. I this, believe
0: this is the one. I thank you so much for what you've done. We will send message forth to your uh, employers and make sure that you get the uh, get your payment.
2: I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> I am just glad to have our, our mantle back.
1: I hope it brings you joy and some small comfort.
0: jeez. Oh, we couldn't do more, but I'm sure you understand. I understand. But while you are here, I should warn you. Um, best not to tarry, if you can be- avoid it. I fear a storm may be brewing. Right. Well, uh, I suppose we'll be on our way then. I thank we you again. I
1: appreciate this.
0: I thank you again for what you have done.
1: May the seas treat you well. And Rue just like nods their head down at them. And then kind of like turns around and starts...
0: And may the waves (laughs) guide your path. And... I take it you go straight back up to the ship
1: we swim back up mm. it looks very weird when they try to swim <laughs> they're robots so it's uh, very yes <laughs> it's a lot of strength um, going into this yeah
0: and with with that additional element of struggle it does take you a little bit to to reach the surface of the water um and and um, back onto the island and row back to the ship and by the time you reach there it is quite dark and there are some slight rumblings in the distance of thunder (sighs) and no one would really notice this uh, for a while Um, but Tibble and Rue as you uh, make your way back onto the ship you see... On the crow's nest, um, Fishman, I presume, still staying watch there. hmm But... Correct. Silent and still above him, perched almost at the top of the mast, there is, a, there is a figure. You look to the other mast, and... There is a flash of lightning that hits down and blasts out and doesn't seem to damage the mast in any way, and suddenly apparates in mist and lightning on the deck of the ship, as if to meet you. And that is when those of you who are present have your attention drawn to a familiar figure standing on the deck of the ship.
6: Well, hello there, crew of the Polaris. As the lightning crackles and dissipates, the figure on the other mast disappears in a cloud of mist and then reappears on the deck in an amber mist. Hello there. I think you'll find, crew. We have some unfinished business.
4: Um, so... Um, Due to his alert feet, like it's more of a a technical thing, but just flavour-wise, he would have perhaps noticed the charge in the air before the lightning struck, did a big sigh, folded up his scroll of water breathing and pocketed it, only then to be showered with lightning. (laughs) Um, And after Loren and Cerise gave their little speech, he would have said... What are you doing here? What do you mean by unfinished business?
6: I come bearing paperwork.
4: (laughs) Paperwork?
6: We have an important matter to discuss. With all of you, but mostly with your quartermaster. Where is the little man hiding?
5: You said you had paperwork.
6: I... And she reaches into um, her little thigh bag, and could I actually get some people to make a little insight check on Loren? If they feel like they would?
5: As soon as Loren was revealed, an insight check went off from (laughs) Nerus. Uh, 22 insight from Nerys.
6: Loren's pissed you don't know her but you've seen her moods pretty well and you know the difference between her like being annoying and like when you've poked too close to home like you did aboard the red phoenix something has happened she is angry not at any one person in particular but there is just something about the way she stands and the way she moves she looks pissed. And it almost feels like Cerise is there to watch the fun. Cerise is just standing there smirking. Looking up at Fished Man. hmm <laughs> Well, Quartermaster Soleilante, Last time we were aboard your ship, in exchange for my continued employment on the own boat, we were told to give you a favour. In the midst of acting on that favour, we were interrupted. And she looks over at where Alton is probably starting to walk up the stairs. By an altercation. And then probably looks over at where Tibble is like, peeking up over the railings and goes, that turned violent. So we never got to complete our side of the bargain so we went off and out of the kindness of our hearts we finished the job however that did cost some time and some gold and she reaches into her little thigh bag and pulls out a very tight professional looking scroll that's been tied and sealed with a little wax seal
5: so <clears throat> Neris's caution uh, at one, seeing pirates aboard the Polaris, uh, unannounced, and two, understanding that Loren, who is difficult to deal with at the best of times, is actively pissed off, um, is almost subverted by this very professionally wrapped scroll. (laughs) Um, And Neris in his role as Quartermaster, will step forward. Nerus will reach out and grab the scroll.
6: Does he open it to see what it is?
5: Just a quick insight check. How does the scroll feel about this? (laughs) Um,
6: The scroll is non-magical. Perfect. It's just a normal scroll. It's an invoice. It's a normal piece of paperwork.
5: Wonderful. Is it like a waxing yeah uh, respect uh we pop the seal um we are going to take the seal and like just pop it off the ribbon as well and just pocket it for later and then we'll look up at the it because it, it's like fully raining now isn't it yeah cool oh. Paper doesn't work well with that so we're gonna just create like a little um like a dome which doesn't quite function very well but it'll do for the the moment uh the time being just like a little shell of ice which is like almost beginning to crack already doesn't quite work but it'll bless
6: your heart she stops the rain in a 20 foot sphere
5: i don't trust you (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) yes um and now we'll just pop the collar a little bit um and up. we'll open the scroll.
3: It is an
6: invoice, the nine hundred gold for three scrolls of sending. You're welcome, Quartermaster. Navigator. She lets the rain go.
5: Lorraine.
2: Cerise. Oh, hello. Apologies for um, not having, well, for the general appearance and everything of my crew and my deck. It is, um. And he kind of looks up to me and he's like, quite a late hour and we weren't expecting you.
5: Captains, they were uh, merely providing an invoice for uh, services rendered on completion of... Uh... Their favor for us which i believe is complete is it not do you have information for us
6: Loren, the look she levels at neris could kill a lesser man the air starts crackling with energy and she answers pistols and she looks at neris and then she looks at every member of the crew that she can see until she lands on Tibble. He's alive. I bet you didn't know that. Not for sure. Is that it? No, but I'm not feeling like we're getting a very hospitable welcome. Certainly doesn't seem that way to me. No. Feeling very unwelcome on this ship when we've gone and completed a business transaction and gone and gotten information for you.
2: Right. Well, if you'll allow me to um catch my bearings and get on my own ship, I will happily sit down and have a wine with the both of you, and we can discuss. But for now I am quite drenched. Kara, love. And Timbukina of waves her over and he's like Would you mind bringing, um, well, bringing our guests into our personal quarters? And I will see them there.
6: With all due respect, I don't want anything to do with your personal quarters.
2: Loren, love, with all due respect, the feeling is quite mutual.
6: So if you have a meeting room, we'll wait and meet you there. If yeah. not, we're happy to
1: stay on the deck.
2: I think you'll find that um, things don't tend to happen in the most favourable way in our meeting rooms. So
5: no,
6: I don't imagine they do.
5: As soon as Loren says, like, looks at us all, Neris is almost getting ready to... Um, yeah, cast some form of defensive magic. On hearing he's alive, the somewhat effective ice shield that he's put around himself just without any noise just turns to water and just falls on the deck again. Um, And you feel a small amount of, um, pressure as Neris sends a message spell to you. And you can see, like, his expression is just, he, he almost turns pale. Um, and he says,
0: Do you know where?
6: Apparently your captain doesn't think you're privy to that information. So think on that next time you call me the bad guy. And then just one last little quick thing, I'm so sorry. He's gonna turn around and go, ah, before we leave though, Rue, I have a gift for you. It's not a big thing, but I thought you'd like it. And she reaches into her little thigh bag and pulls it out and her mood is like completely changed. She is happy to see Rue. And she holds out this little box that's like wrapped in parchment paper and twine and she gives it to Rue.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Anytime. Take it and then just like look around at everyone else who, like everyone else I presume is all looking very tense, ready to fight or upset or <laughs> other things and they're like, I appreciate it very much. And then we'll have a little peek inside. Um, but we can cover that next step if we want to, that's fine. Yeah,
6: yeah. Loren turns and follows her captain. As they're led away, Cerise does just quickly turn around and flash a very sharp, toothy grin
2: at Fishman.
0: (laughs) And that's where we're going to leave it for this week.
2: Oh.
1: Oh, there we go, yes. So much afoot. Sure. Thank <laughs> see you. See you next week, everyone. Yes. Yes.
0: thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next yes. time. We will
1: see, thank you.
5: Yes, we will.
0: Bye.
5: See you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. <laughs> Very cool. And, with the completion of another mission, level up time.
1: Oh! Does that mean I get revivify now? Please. Um...
0: I think it's... I think it's like 9 for paladins. Yeah, that makes
1: sense. (laughs) That's alright. It's a step closer.
5: After that... (laughs) Just performance of anger from loren and just like that drop of he's alive but like you know you should probably already have known that (laughs) i don't feel like we deserve a level up (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's neris talking
3: (laughs) i I couldn't have (laughs) tell